It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, we had a, our first little taste of football on Thursday night between the Packers and the Bears. Uh, did that get you fired up for Sunday? It definitely got me fired up for football, for sure. I mean, I'm, uh, we got a little bit of college football last week. We finally got our first taste of NFL. And, uh, yeah, I'm, we're sitting here on a Friday ready for uh, the real thing, the real Cowboys football to show up because uh, it's been too long, and we're ready to get did- back on that road again. Did you enjoy the Packers-Bears game? Because, uh, to me, the first two weeks of the regular season are starting to turn into what like the third game of the preseason looked like, right? Where it's very sloppy, you're going to get a ton of penalties. Uh, it's not the best football, but all you're trying to do is get out of there with an ugly win. It, are we going to kind of expect the same from the Cowboys this week? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I wonder if the Cowboys might come off firing on better cylinders because they actually did get some preseason work as opposed to I'm pretty sure Rogers got zero snaps no he never took a snap yeah and I, don't, I don't know I don't, I'm not sure exactly sure about the the Bears but I, I you know what it looked like is that it looked like the Cowboys last week one last, you know last yeah, season against the Panthers yeah so I, I I expect the Cowboys just because I feel like despite having some of their bigger players missing at different points of camp all throughout camp the quarterback and a lot of the the core part of the team that needed the work were all there to kind of get in sync and i think the guys that are coming in late are at positions where you know they know what they're doing they're you know it may take a, a half but probably not like a whole game of I mean, those. That, the, despite the Bears having a good defense, the, the fact that that ended up a ten-three game between those two is was kind of surprising. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the Cowboys Giants matchup. Uh, I want to start with the Cowboys side of the ball when they have when they have the ball on offense. Uh, we were talking pre-show about this matchup, and I kind of think the Giants have built their defense to stop Dallas. Uh, and you made a good point that you think the Giants maybe are building to stop the Cowboys defense of like 2016 and 2017, 2018, and not this new look Cowboys offense. So let's go ahead and start there. Uh, when the Cowboys have the ball, what are you looking for them to do? Which players on defense for the Giants are you nervous about? Which ones do you think they could attack? I mean, I think the thing is, is for me personally, I'm going to have to – temper myself because the first thing I'm going to be watching is basically all about the all about Dallas you know because we have yeah. yet to see this offense you know completely unrolled we've seen preseason snaps we've talked about tracking the the preseason pre-snap motion um, but we have yet to see the completely unrolled offense in action yet so I, I think most of my watching will be on our own side kind of seeing 
hey, how much of this actually is coming into fruition? Um, but I think that, you know, just knowing what uh, the Cowboys want to do and, and knowing the way that the Giants are, are constructed, um, I, I think that they have, the Cowboys have matchup issues for the Giants on a variety of different spots. I, I do think that, you know, they've got rookie Demarcus Lawrence. Um, in, in, inside, they've got uh, B.J. Hill, who's a guy inside. You know, they've they've got they've got some some defensive tackle depth. I mean, right? They're kind of transitioning into a, a three four defense with Tomlinson as their nose tackle, Hill on one end, and then Lawrence on the other side, and then obviously. You know, in their nickel fronts, they, they'll, they'll be doing, I'm assuming, four-man front stuff. So you'll see Lawrence uh, as their three technique and, and Hill kind of playing more of a, a pass-rushing nose. And then Golden and Carter as their, the guys you know, rushing the pass on the outside. I, I think that for the Cowboys, that isn't too much of a pass-rush threat. And then when you combine that with what the, the, the Giants are rolling out at cornerback, you know, they, you know, Baker, you know, the, the, this guy's a talented rookie, but still a rookie. And then you got mm-hmm. a guy like Jenkins, who is likes to jump balls, likes to guess uh, against one of the better, you know, more explosive route runners in football. Uh, you know, that could just be disastrous for them. So I, I'm I'm thinking that the Cowboys are going to look to exploit the the real weaknesses of this of this defense. I think the matchups on the outside are bad, but I think the weakness of this defense is the linebacking crew in the middle of the defense uh, on the back ends. I think that there, there's hay to be made in the middle of the field. Um, so. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw eleven a lot of eleven personnel, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we saw a lot of twelve personnel where they're trying to throw the ball, maybe get mismatches with uh, with uh, Blake Jarwin and a linebacker, uh, get running backs on these linebackers, try to expose these guys. You know, Ogletree and and I, I mean honestly, I, I'm not even sure who's playing the other linebacker. Is it Davis? Uh, Tay Davis. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like they 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 don't have the linebacker crew to hold up against this team for four quarters. So I would just wear those guys out and then, uh, you know, not be afraid to take advantage of the fact that you feel like you could probably have a safe, safer pass blocking situation, which means that you can allow for some later re- developing routes to go against guys like Baker and Jenkins who, you know, Baker inexperienced, Jenkins <laughs> experienced, but still just a gambler. Uh, I think they're going to ha- struggle to keep up with uh, guys like Cooper and Gallup on multiple move routes down the field. Um, all right, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about some individual matchups because there's some that are kind of interesting to me. Uh, you mentioned Alex Ogletree and Tay Davis. Uh, Jason Witten, his first <laughs> game back, he's haunted the Giants for years. Um, should we expect anything different? Like I, I was kind of playing this game out in my brain yesterday, and I, I was kind of thinking, if I had to bet on somebody to lead the Cowboys in receptions in Week One, wouldn't Jason Witten kind of have to be the favorite, knowing how well he's played against the Giants in the past, and kind of knowing the weakness here of the this New York team? You know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Witten because I wouldn't at all be surprised if they put peppers on him, and if they put peppers on him. That will be an interesting development because I think what it will lead to is Witten probably catching a you know 
a bunch of passes in the short, medium part of the field. Uh-huh. If they try to put Ogletree or any of these guys on them, I think the difference between this offense this year and previous years is that we've seen Witten running seam routes. I mean, we've seen Witten going up the field. Uh, maybe not from, you know, minus territory, but once they get on the other side of the 50 and they're, get, they're getting closer to the end zone, you know, I, I think from the 30, you know, maybe 35 yards out from the end zone, I would say you should look for Witten to be maybe going towards running up the field and not just necessarily mm-hmm. taking the option route for, for nine and then leaning for 10, you know. Um, sure. So, I, I, but I think it all depends on on how they decide to cover him. But yeah, I think w- really the only difference between now and when Witten, uh, you know, has been all the time and all those catches against giant defenders is maybe they have different answers than they had previously. But then again, I don't know that Peppers is better than let's say Landon Collins at trying to solve no, the problem no. of what to do with Jason Witten. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Cowboys' offense when they're going against this defense. Let's pause so we can tell you about today's sponsor of the show, which is MyBookie. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing, and they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% cash bonus. Just use promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Landon, I want to talk about the, the trenches a little bit. Obviously, no Tyron Smith uh, in all training camp and for most of the preseason. Um, no Zach Martin. Those guys will be ready for week one. How do you anticipate those guys blocking the likes of Dalvin Tomlinson and Dexter Lawrence and B.J. Hill? You know, I think... Uh, it's good to see Frederick back. It's good to have uh, Williams at a spot where he is. I think going into the season, this is the best the offensive line has been, I think, as a group or collective. Uh, just when you consider all five spots since they right. since Ron Leary and, and Doug Free have, have gone. You know, I think you've got a Lael Collins who's a comfortable spot playing right is comfortable playing right tackle again. Um, he's getting back to more comfortable techniques and I think that that lull in his development that happened while trying to switch to Paul Alexander techniques early in the season, uh, it kind of corrected itself once Columbo's back and now he gets another off season of working on that. Uh, I think uh, Williams to me looks like a completely different player, so uh, I, I think I'm excited to see what he's going to provide at the left guard spot, and it's going to be closer to something where we had five solid players of the offensive line. Um, so yeah, there's some there's some challenges on the inside, namely Tomlinson and, and you know, Hill. I think is like I said can do, do some things, and we're going to see what Lawrence is going to provide for them. 
but I, I I have very little doubt that the guys that they're you know the Cowboys are putting out there can handle them. And I, I'm excited to see this offensive line get its first real test because I, I do think uh, this could be a kind of a return to dominance for them that they haven't experienced. It maybe like I said since Leary left. All right, let's go ahead and switch over to the other side of the ball. When the Giants are on offense and the Cowboys are on defense, obviously going to be a little bit of a new-look offense for the for the Giants. Uh, no Odell Beckham. They've kind of resurfaced their offensive line. Sterling Shepard is going to play, uh, but he has a thumb injury, I believe. No Golden Tate. Uh, you're looking at starting receivers of Sterling Shepard, Benny Fowler, uh, maybe a little bit of Cody Latimer. Uh, no Darius Slayton. He's not going to play in this matchup either. Uh, the plan for the Giants is to get the ball to Saquon Barkley, get it to Evan Ingram, and just kind of lean on those guys. What are you anticipating in this matchup? How do you think the Cowboys are going to defend Barkley and Ingram in this one? Well, this is where I think, you know, again, the, 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 the Giants are just kind of in a spot where – they're missing their starting wide receiver, the guy that they they signed in the off season. Um, they still got Shepard, which you know he's still a player. I think Latimer can do some things, um, but I, I think without without Golden Tate, you you know that they're going to be leaning more on Evan Ingram. You know that they're going to be leaning more on on Barkley. The problem there is that. You know, despite Barkley being a, a generational talent at running back and, and you know, a elite player, the Cowboys may be uniquely set up better than almost most teams in the league to handle Barkley um, because they have two incredibly elite linebackers who can run and are long and can shut that situation down. So even on dump offs, uh, you, you know, things that Barkley routinely will turn small gains into large gains, guys like Vander and Jalen Smith uh, are some of the best at neutralizing that. We've got uh, corners and, and uh, safeties. Uh, we we still got to see about Xavier Woods, who's had problems at times. But we've got uh, corners and safeties, and then uh, you know also Sean Lee now being able to be fitted on the on the field as well in, in situations. A team full of, of pretty solid tacklers. Uh, do you think um, Do you think Dallas is going to try to shadow like? Barkley and just always have a guy attached to him no matter where he goes. Do you think is there a possibility they, they play a lot more three linebacker looks in this game just considering that the Giants probably aren't going to throw the ball down the field a ton? Yeah, I mean I think I think especially certainly in situations where um I, certainly, in situations where it, the personnel dictates that 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 base per- personnel, I think that they won't you know kind of even has you know I think for the last few years some teams have hesitated. To, has, not hesitate, but have leaned more on sometimes rolling out nickel defenses versus base looks because there's just such an emphasis on passing, and, and they know especially if a team has a talented tight end. Yeah, right? so I, I think that, that that there will be less of that with with this team because I think that the idea is that if they're getting the ball underneath the Ingram and and uh, into Barkley anyways, this team thrives on rallying to the football. So I, I don't think yeah. that they view that as much of a threat. In fact, they want to kind of get you to throw the ball short and so that they can rally to the ball. Uh, and I th- and I think that the, if they wanted to play a lot of base and three, you know, in zone and, and keep it all in front of them, the threat there is, as you know, getting the ball down the field and, and you know, their, their deep passing game. But like you mentioned, I, I, you know, I think whatever's ha- whatever the situation is at right tackle is going to have problems with Demarcus Lawrence. I think the pass rush for the Cal- Cowboys in general will likely could likely be a problem for them, um, so I don't I I think that's like a bad combination for them. So I just think that 
you know, do they shadow Barkley? I think it's more likely that they just mix things up a lot and then just obviously always know where he is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the the, the, the Giants are not going to have a ton of good options um, schematically to try to get Barkley into unique situations. I mean, I think a lot of it is going to be trying to hand it off to him and get, you know, run the ball down our throats and than just, you know, screens, dump-offs, and hoping that guys like Ingram, guys like Shepard, guys like Barkley can make break a tackle and make a play. And, and maybe that might happen a couple times, but I just have a lot of faith in this defense to being able to, to snuff out this this offense. I I, I just think it's a, it's a bad matchup for this Giants offense, uh, uh, like it will be for a lot of weeks. But I, I think especially the way the Giants want to play, we're a tough matchup. Yeah, I think ideally both teams would like this to be a low-scoring game where it comes down to the fourth quarter. Uh, and that's why I think it's going to be important for the Cowboys to jump out to a lead. If they can get up to a 10 nothing lead, a 14-3 lead, uh, and kind of make the Giants have to throw the ball instead of you know being a little bit more unpredictable, uh, I think they could find a lot of success against this Giants defense. Uh, really quickly, I wanted to touch on their offensive line because you mentioned it. Uh, the Giants have made some upgrades there over the last couple of years. They brought in Nate Solder. Uh, I, I'm not sure how much of an upgrade that is, but it's worth noting. Uh, they drafted Will Hernandez. They traded for Kevin Zeitler. They signed Mike Remmers. Now, we're not sure about the status of Mike Remmers yet because he missed Wednesday practice with an illness and a back injury. Uh, on Thursday, he was limited. We'll see what the injury report says today. Uh, but if Mike Remmers can't go, and I believe it's Chad Slade who's going to replace him, how big of a loss is that for the Giants? I mean, it's a pretty big loss. I mean, I, I would say even with Remmers in there, you know, uh, that it's 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 a pretty big. He, there he was fa- he's facing an uphill matchup with with Demarcus Lawrence, um, right. So I think any any drop off from there in a situation that's already kind of ugly for them, I, I think it's it's not it's not ideal for them at, at all. Um, What's the best way to attack Eli? Is it right up the middle because he just doesn't have the mobility anymore and force him outside the pocket, or is it to keep him contained? What do you think? The, what do you think Dallas is going to try to do in this one? I think that you know. They, yeah, pressure in his face is going to be useful because, first of all, they're going to want to run a short passing game. They, I think they understand that they, they don't really have the ability to or the time necessarily to get the ball down the field. Uh, and especially this week where the the they're missing their top guy, I don't know. That, you know there's a talent disparity between the, the receivers and the cornerbacks on this team. So um, – I think that that means to me that they're going to try to run concepts, try to get the ball into their playmakers' hands and hope for broken tackles and that sort of thing, which, again, unfortunately for them, more plays into our defense than ever. But um, I think that that's probably – I mean, that's what the best they can do, right, is kind of get some play action mm-hmm. going, get short passes, screens. Uh, you know, I think that's the, the way to, that, that to get Eli comfortable is – don't have him hold on to the ball, but like make him get rid of the ball quickly, quick passes, get into a rhythm, uh, and then kind of move from there. So if you're trying to stop that, if you're trying to disrupt that, you know that it, he, he just does, he's not going to have time to sit in the pocket because of the guys on the outside, but the interior pressure will be important in kind of creating disruption in, in the short game passing as well, and, and then also giving Eli something to think about on uh, you know, play action passes and that sort of thing. 
Alright, now is my favorite time oh, of the show. God. Favorite part of the show every single year, right? We make our bold predictions for every game. Uh, and then we track them all year long so we can brag about it on Twitter. You track them uh, all year long. I don't, I don't <laughs> want any part of, like I'm tracking anything. Uh, this is always the time of the show where I pick against the Cowboys because then it ends up being a win-win situation, right? Because if I'm, if I'm right, I can brag about it. If I'm wrong, the Cowboys win. So uh, let's go ahead and predict this game, Landon. Who wins? What's the score and why? Um, I mean, I have the Cowboys. I mean, look, it, like, it, there's a there's a talent disparity here, and and I think right now the Cowboys are riding high on the Zeke situation. And again, I think that there is a fundamental under evaluation of how good this team is. I think nationwide, I will say, I think this team has a is really good. They know they're really good. I think a lot of different key people on this team are fighting for their jobs, uh, which is making them hungry. I, I, there's just too much positive energy flow going into the season, as opposed to last year where there was so many questions as what's going on, and we needed to see how things unfolded and how is this going to work? And no, 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 no. Did they get enough time? Are the, are they healthy enough? You know, none of that is all the questions have been answered, and now it's time to play football. Uh, and, and I think that when we look back at the conversation we had all off season. Uh, the the conversation has always been the, our questions our, our concerns have always been about off field stuff and not about the product on the field. What we've seen on the field has been nothing but really positive. So uh, I think the Cowboys come in here and they win big. Uh, I'm going to pick them twenty eight twenty. Is that really big, though? Yeah, I mean, I mean eight points at the end. Of, I, I think I think it probably will be like they'll be winning by multiple touchdowns, and then the Giants yeah, score okay, late to fine. make it closer. It, right, it'll feel stats. bigger than that, but it's a big game that they win. That's fair. Uh, a couple stats here, really quickly, before we sign off. Uh, the Cowboys have won five out of their last six games against the Giants. The only one they didn't win uh, was the first uh, Prescott game. Uh, against the, the Giants, where you know Romo was hurt and Prescott came in, um, Dallas is eight and one against the spread in their last nine games when playing NFC East opponents. Um, listen, I think this game is going to be closer than what people think, just because I think both teams are going to want to play close to the vest. They're going to run the ball a lot. We know Week One games tend to be really sloppy. That part of it, I, I'm fully expecting. I do think when we get to the third and fourth quarter, Dallas will pull away slightly. Maybe the Giants will mount a little comeback. Uh, but I'm going an ugly 21-20, maybe 2017 type of game uh, where the Cowboys win, the Giants keep it interesting, uh, but the Cowboys improve the 1-0 in the season. Uh, that would be fun. I, listen, I, I, I'm excited football season's back. It's always nice to start the season off with uh, a division game against the Giants, uh, an opponent that you at least kind of know and it's a little easier to game plan for. Um, it should be a lot of fun on Sunday. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.